VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. I'm here and so are you. <laughs> almost felt like a little thing out there. You that know, was throwing great. it out there. Dude, yeah. I think you found it. Trying some stuff on the fly. I'll forget about it. <laughs> you know what? I'll remind you right before we go to hit record again. I was like, do that thing you did last week. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'll be like, okay, he's finding a new thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Joel, you just consistently find new things every week and that's also funny. That's my thing. Being inconsistent. Inconsistently consistent. That's what I'm here for. Beautiful. How are you? I'm doing all right. Not bad. Had a great week, I think. It was fun. Went to a, a concert. Got to watch some red stuff. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. We got boys being boys out there. Oh yeah, we're really boying it up. <laughs> really? Tell you what, we, we threw back some uh, threw back some old uh, daddy pops and watched uh, My Morning Jacket. Went to a concert up the road here at a venue I hadn't been to before. Really liked it. Great time. Megacorp. Yeah, Megacorp sounds completely fictitious. Couldn't sound more uh, foreboding of a name. (laughs) Giant capitalist uh, music venue for to chill and do mushrooms at. Yeah. It it just sounds like a place where, you know, the door guy is Robocop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just scans your eyes, your retinas when you go in there. Megacorp. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm getting emails from him now. This guy was not a problem. Allow him back. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah. That's fantastic. What about you? What'd you do? I went to Chicago to a music festival. Um, I saw LCD Sound System. That's a big bucket list one for me. Uh, they had like 12 members in the band on stage. whole time I was thinking like, these all this entire band could easily... No doubt in my mind, handle a Friday night dinner shift at Chili's. Oh, you think they could hold it down just the way they looked and then they're all synced up? Well, the, the, the sheer amount. That was definitely the size of a militia. Yeah. So you could have, you know, you could have four on the back line in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Two of them could bartend and then the rest are your servers. Yeah. And another guy's working synth up top. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the tape loops. Yeah. And he's, he's playing that. He's DJing at the Chill Chills. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's going to be rough if they were first starting out and had like 12 members in the band, like splitting uh, $100 between 12 yeah. people. <laughs> that's brutal. Well, I promise it'll pay off. Just not right now. Yeah. How's seven fifty? Yeah, when you got to take like more than one van to the venue. <laughs> that's a bummer. Dude, it was, they, I, it had to be a semi. It was freaking nuts. Mm, but they were great. They were great. Um... And then I also had some adult beverages, went to an iconic Italian beef spot, Johnny's. Johnny's? Oh my god, dude. I'm not familiar. Dude, it's on the west side of town. It's been there since like 1933. That's good. And the beef just melts in your mouth. Really? What'd you get? I got the Italian beef. I got it dipped, so which means they take it and they just put it in the au jus sauce, pull it up. Which is also from 1930. Yeah, <laughs> it's just in the same like hard wooden barrel vat. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, they also had they had uh, just Italian sausages over an open flame. I was like, 
This is incredible. That's also, isn't that the background on your computer? <laughs> yes. Sausage over an open flame. Yeah. <laughs> it's just screenshots of cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But, but yeah, dude, it was like, it was awesome. And um, what else? I went to uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Where the White Sox play? Mm -hmm. What a mid-fucking stadium. Yeah, not good? It's terrible. Dude, they let you know if you're poor as soon as you buy tickets. Oh, how so? So you buy your ticket, and then it's like, oh, you're 500 level? Okay, go up to the 500 level, and you see like 100, 300, 500, and there's signs at each 100 and 300 that say, if you are in the 500 level, you are not allowed here. Really? Yes. You are not allowed entry. Okay. So if you got 500 tickets, you can only stay up at the top and they check. Like even if you're just floating around, like I'm trying to go here. It's like, nope. The only way you can leave is the back escalator. That's gross. It's disgusting. Oh man, that seems like very parallel to some other things. <laughs> 500s only. <laughs> 500s. Well, don't use that water fountain. <laughs> We're gonna get you. You can only afford these hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And they spit on your ticket. <laughs> oh, you want a foot long brisket sandwich? Well, too bad. You're Go too, get it. You're too poor. You fucking 600 level piece of shit. <laughs> get out of there. Hope your nose bleeds. Get out of there. Oh, but it was uh, it was fine. Like it's just a very run of the mill stadium. They, I got a churro that was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Decent beer selection, but it wasn't anything that like. I was, it was like what Jake, friend of the pod, uh, said, just a very forgettable ballpark. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I've never been there. You can, you can, I mean, if you have time, go, but it's not one you're going out of your way for. Okay. Sounds good. We went to uh, a ball game together on Tuesday, right? Did we talk about that last week? No, we didn't talk about that. No, we went to, yeah, we went to, uh... We went to the... Colorado. Yeah. yeah God, it just got feels to... so long ago. Yeah, it was. It did feel that way. Sorry, LCD sound system just melted my perception of time and reality Dude, so I totally hard. Yeah, that was a fun game, though. We saw uh, Mike Moustakis oh. uh, there not doing so hot, booting a couple <laughs> balls. We saw uh, Ellie had a home run yeah. when we were there. It was pretty nice. It was a good game. It was awesome to boo him. It felt fun. Everyone's just like, yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. He really phoned it in when he was here, right? <laughs> right? Oh, Mike Boustakis. Yeah, it was that was great. Dude, I was surprised that CPD didn't like go out and put cuffs on him in like the fifth inning. Oh really? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't, so because they should charge him with robbery. Oh, when he, when he took money from us. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was like, oh, is there an allegation I'll know about? Because, like, totally seems like something he would do. <laughs> oh, that fat fuck couldn't. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at couldn't and then mm -hmm. drop it. Uh, but, yeah, man. It, I, I, ah, God, he sucked. Yeah. Uh, now he's with the Angels. Oh, yeah. I forgot. They, they, were, they, they got beat 25 to 1, and he's like, can I just walk across the field? Yeah, we lost this bet, and you get to take one of our players now. <laughs> it's humiliating. Yeah, that's a part of the blood sacrifice. <laughs> when you lose by 24 or more runs. You get to pick a player. <laughs> I want that one. Get a guy in his 30s. Yeah, they, they, get. he has to be a free agent next year or one guy with, like, one year of ARB left. Mm -hmm. And then, come on. Or they get, like, uh, a John Deere mower. <laughs> Something like that. That's what Mike Moustakis would clearly look great on. 
Yeah, that's what he should be doing. That's what he was doing most of the time when he was here in Cincinnati. Doing landscaping. Yeah, just sitting on it, going around, having some road sodas. Mm. Waving everybody like, hey, hope you have a good time at work. This <laughs> is my job now. <laughs> I'm hitting the, uh, under the Mendoza line. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, we're going to change it to the Moustakis line. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Dude, someone tweeted like, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed if you were out there booing Mike Moustakis. I was like... I feel none of the shame because he didn't have shame doing nothing here. Yeah, it's not like he he did a lot of good stuff and then all of a sudden we turned on him. It's just he never produced. And it's just we're just having fun. It was just, it's we're playing a kid's game. Yeah. They are. I mean he's not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I felt nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing either. I'll boom again. Nope. Boo. 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 And sadly, the Angels don't come here this year. We have to go out to them. So we're gonna go back out there. Anaheim and boom there. Yeah! Sounds good. Mike Boustakis. You know who uh, we weren't booing this week, though? Ellie De La Cruz. That was uh, the most thrilling game I think I've ever... Most thrilling regular season game of the Reds that I've ever watched. That was unbeatable. That was... I've never cheered that loud and that frequently watching a game in my basement. I was watching by myself just losing my mind. <laughs> it goes insane, dude. And you were at the uh, the concert, weren't you? Yeah, I was at the festival and I'm just standing there with my phone listening to James Blake just going, I'll wait. And I'm like, you should. Ellie's about to hit a homer. Hold on. Yeah, he hit a dinger. Alright, now I can cheer with the song. Oh yeah, but, dude. Yeah, that game. The, I mean, the way, like, the pace of everything too. Was so poetic. How they went down early and all of a sudden started chipping away. You got young and old working together. You had, you had Vado coming up with a couple dingers. I mean, obviously the cycle is incredible. But the amount of things that were intertwining together to like really, like, the team put on a showcase of their abilities, and it was mm -hmm. terrific. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was incredible knowing that like. We have the bridge with Joey to Ellie of like superstar to superstar and watching them with Joey, especially with his first week back. Yeah. Doing the flex and being like, no, don't you don't you forget about me. I'm fitting in here. Yeah. Hitting two homers while Ellie's like, but I'm you're I'm gonna take the torch because I'm gonna do everything you can do offensively in one game. Yeah, and those were not gimme homers that Votto had. I mean, he, those were jacks. I mean, he hit that one first uh, straightaway center. Yeah. One of them was, and the other one was like uh, right like, like four thirty something like that. Yeah. Right center. And like third or fourth row, like it, God, they were just missiles dude and he fits in so well with these guys he's been playing so well this week i mean three home runs two of them obviously in one game but with the on-base percentage which we'll also get to in a little bit um man it's just fun it really is it's just fun it's, it's just great. fun it's just fun because they're scoring a bunch of runs and then when you you can transition from just fun to like man this is a great team is to when they can stop people from scoring runs yeah that that's the big issue i know we're going to delve more into that but uh, yeah the starting pitching was like the glaring issue uh so hopefully they can uh, remedy that and uh, of course some more bad news along the way uh which you're probably going to get into about Hunter yeah, Green. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, here, here's something uplifting, though, uh, from ESPN Stats and Info. Ellie J. LaCruz is the first player in the World Series era since 1903, that's a long time ago, to record 20 hits, five stolen bases, three home runs, in a player's first 15 career games. 
Yeah, he's he's just playing on a, an entirely different planet, and this is it's so exciting to see. And he's getting pitched around, kind of like everyone knows. All the pitching staffs has uh, you know a report on Cruz and how to go about uh, you know working around uh, getting a, a missile shot out uh, of the ballpark. So he's getting uh, pitched towards in a very uh, like a Barry Bonds esque sort of fashion, where they're not trying to make any mistakes, really nipping around the corners there. Yeah. A lot of slow, slower, slowest stuff. But yeah, dude, this guy, it just rules. Just like, he's there just like, yeah, we'll pitch low, we'll pitch outside, and then that's about it. And then once they do make a mistake, he owns it. Uh, this week, 440, 462, 880 slugging, eight runs, three doubles, a triple, two homers, five ribs, two stolen bases, and one cycle for your NL Player of the Week. Yeah, man. And he's great on camera, too. I mean, like, the interviews he's doing, I think uh, it does show an understanding of he's always wanting to give, uh, you know, support to his team, uh, show appreciation to the fans. So he seems to be uh, a lot more aware I mean, he just seems to be all around. I mean, even, like, off the field, he's doing well, seemingly, with his interviews. Yeah, he's a showman. Yeah, yeah. How fun to have another big, loud, energetic dude like him who's only, like, what, 23? 23? Is he 21? Oh, my God. I'm trying to... You know what? That's crazy that I'm having a massive brain fart on Yeah, you just had a long road trip. I did. He's 21. He is? Pretty sure he's 21. I'm pulling it up right now, buddy. He is 21, 5 months, and 15 days. What a stinker. Oh, my God. So, which means at 21 years old, he's already got this much, like, moxie and baseball IQ Mm -hmm. on the base bats. He's only going to get better. Yeah, this is great. I'm so excited to get to watch this. And, again, I really want to see, like, the old and the young coming together here with Votto and Cruz. Uh, I love seeing him. I, I want to see Vado in that three hole and then Cruz follow up to see like that be uh, a, a fun sort of lineup. And man, wouldn't it be great to see if they went to uh, the playoffs and could do something there? Uh, just... That'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. I know. Talking way ahead of myself. It's just, it'd be great. I know. I know it's just June, but uh, we're also in a rain delay here watching the game. So we've had time to really discuss mm-hmm. some things. Yeah, we've really broken it down. Here, oh, here's one thing I didn't one thing I didn't pitch to you. How long do we have to sit on our thumbs and wait to extend this dude? I don't know. Like this is one of those territories where I'm not as familiar with when it comes to like the finances, like uh, the purse strings of like what are all the caveats of contracts here. But if you feel confident that you can get this guy for uh, a better price now as opposed to waiting uh, in the future. Do yeah, it. I don't see what else you got that you're waiting to see. You here's here's my thing. It's not even just waiting to see. It is holding off Scott Boris for long enough that he doesn't swoop in, and then you only have this dude for pre-arb and arb years. Okay, yeah. Or they force your hand and make you trade him into a second year of arb because. He doesn't like Boris. Doesn't like it, having his clients extend. They want he wants them to get to free agency, a la what is happening with Jonathan India. Mm-hmm. So you almost want to just get this deal done before he goes agent shopping, okay, and lands with this dude, and you do a very similar deal to what you did with Julio Rodriguez, which like it's it's it. 
It's got a lot of escalators where it can be a 10-year, $200 million deal, or it can be a 15-year, $480 million deal. Mm. It's all about MVPs, all-star games, playoff appearances. Um, there's team and player options built in. It's a very elaborate contract that I'll have to dig in for another episode mm. for like next week. But that is something that you need to start thinking of now. Yeah, that's something you should really be proactive about because that's something in years past where you've seen like the Reds seemingly have sat on their hands for a while and then later, you know, uh, missed opportunities for players that are no longer within the organization. So, yeah, yeah, if they can do something like this, that would be wise. Yeah, and I'm, I know I'm also saying this and it's 17 games into this dude's career. Right. But you build that out right now. Oh, they're taking the tarp off. Oh, baby. How about it? Roll. It looks like. Oh my God! That looks like. Never mind. I'm not gonna say anything about what that tarp looks like. It looks like there's massive diarrhea on the tarp. Thank you. Yeah, it looks like a big skid mark across <laughs> the uh, Orioles tarp there. So yeah. they're they're in the. Uh, I think it was the bottom of the second, down two to one, um, and it's a little difficult now if you're a pitcher uh, thrown there. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we were in a little bit of a rain delay here. Yeah. So. Overall for the week, though, swept the Rockies, kept the winning streak alive, got it to 12, mm -hmm. and then dropped two out of three to only, you know, the best team in the National League. Yeah. All of the games were close, decided. The two losses were decided by one run, mm -hmm. which is impressive. And knowing how much that, that bullpen pitched and how awful the starters were, man, like, you have to feel good knowing that your holes will be addressed. And what they glaringly are to be able to go up and compete against the top the top class of the National League. Yeah, um, it did demonstrate a lot of stuff over this uh, you know six game span here, even longer. But the issue with starting pitching, if you would have told me that the pitchers went as far as what they did throughout the course of this Brave series, and that we won at least one of them, and it was as close as what it was, I would have told you like that is insane. Yeah. But uh, the the offense is doing uh, some great stuff, putting up some uh, large numbers there. But it's only a matter of time before you uh, start to gas the bullpen, which has been just lights out for the Reds here. And you, you would hate to see them constantly working at seventy five percent capacity, or you know, uh, and just yeah. having them not be able to be. Uh, Performing at their peak. Yeah, you don't want to be wearing out the tires going up 75. Correct. And then that's what's happening. Yeah, so hopefully they can do something about that because you just think about like how many, uh, you know, just a few runs. I mean, that's really what's two, three runs would have decided, you know, a win for the, the Reds versus uh, the yeah. Braves. So that's something hopefully will be addressed here soon is just like we need pitchers that can get us into the seventh inning. Something like that because uh, it's just too taxing on the back end of the you know the the yep. bullpen. Yeah, front, middle, and back end of it. Like in the seventh inning, it would be pretty cool, dude. At this rate, I'll take finishing five innings. You had Luke Weaver, absolute dog shit. Four and a third, five innings, three. Sorry, three and a third, five earned runs, seven hits, a walk, three Ks. Motherfucker only had five whiffs. On 82 pitches. Yeah. He's uh, pitching to contact, and he's not fooling anybody. If you look at his chart on pitcher list, everything is right middle. It's either middle, middle, uh, inside, low, 
and then everything else, his missing pitches are all over the place and not even close to being a de deception. Yeah, he's not fooling anybody. He's leaving stuff just right over the plate. Uh, that's not going to uh, get it done against uh, teams like the Braves. No, when you've got you have murderers a murderer's row. Yeah, you have Acuna as your leadoff hitter. Dear mother of God. Yeah, there there was no let up in that lineup. Uh, and who was it? Hit the five home runs. Matt Olson, dude. When people were like upset, like oh, we lost the heart of the team with Freddie Freeman. You got you. They turned around, traded, and signed a dude who's younger, who has more power, mm -hmm. and a little bit less of average. What if God Anthopolis is such a monster, dude? I hate the Braves because they're so well constructed and so well thought out. Yeah, uh, that was a really great series to watch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're a great team. It's, it's just like it's just infuriating, but. Um, but Luke Weaver, dog shit. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, four innings pitch, six earned runs, ten hits, no walks, two Ks, ten whiffs. Um, according to Reds and Four, his stuff plus Ashcraft's was 130, his location was location plus was 102, and his pitching plus was 109. Here's the thing, man, like, that's all above average. That's all, you know, good, good job. Good job. Mm -hmm. But then it's still four innings pitch, six earned runs. Yeah, it seems like we have to cherry pick the things we have to be excited about with the starting pitching, and that's not what we're going through with everybody else on this team here. No. It's just it's the outlier within this team, you know, of not performing up to standard. Yeah, it's just not even getting anywhere close to quality. Um, and then Levi Stout, <clears throat> who's already back down, three innings pitch, three earned runs, four hits, three walks, two Ks. Now I will say one one guy I am going to highlight is Andrew Abbott again against the Rockies. So it's not really like good for you, but it was good for him. He had ten Ks mm -hmm. over six innings. He finally gave up a run. He gave up three, but uh, no walks, ten Ks. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> uh, really exciting part of you know the uh, the dark spot here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he's a bright spot within uh, the starting pitching. Dark spot is is like a really polite way to say a giant void. Yeah, a, a giant piece of steaming excrement is what we're dealing with here. And like, there's definitely a lot of positive stuff. We were talking about Graham Ashcraft. He did have some. Yeah, it was it was positive uh, seeing the movement he had on his balls and seeing uh, him come out and be able to. I, I don't know, not get shelled, but it's still not good and not acceptable to be a starting pitcher and have to turn it over to your bullpen before the fifth inning. Yeah. It's just, it, 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 and even just going three innings is, that's a long relief appearance. It, we don't have the same tools in the pen as the Rays do to be able to, to be able to have these bullpen days and then be like, all right, we got McClanahan and then we've got uh, Glass now who can go out there and give us six, six innings, give us a little bit of a reprieve out of the pen, yeah, and let us build. No, dude, we that's just not how this team and the bullpen and the staff is constructed. Albeit Hunter Green's out, Lodolo's out. Um, and one thing I wanted to say to you, imagine, like, we don't know, we won't know for probably two or three years if this trade worked. Wouldn't it be kind of nice to have Luis Castillo back? 
that would be pretty cool. I mean, he's doing you know great things with Seattle, and he was a consistent pitcher. He was a guy that could get complete games. He was a guy that was a gamer and had swing and miss stuff, and that is something that we are missing here uh, currently. So yeah, he's a yeah. dude that would definitely he would be great for us. <laughs> He'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, and, and look, I know you can't undo it. And it, it, it'd be nice, but you have to obviously operate when you can with the fire sale and sell at the peak. We sold at the peak. He extended and signed a very team-friendly deal in Seattle. But we banked on youth, and the youth got hurt. Mm -hmm. And at this point, if you want to contend, and now you're in that spot, and you have a, a city who is on your side and wants to see a winner, you have to go out and make that move. Yeah, and we were just talking before uh, this of how many uh, do we think future fans were generated with uh, that game on Friday where Ellie had his cycle. It was packed to the gills. They're wearing those sharp-ass you know, black unis. Um, they got to see Joey Votto have two home runs. There's so much offense, the cycle. Um, that's going to be generating you know, exponentially a, a lot of revenue for the organization. Yeah, and it also proved that Cincinnati is still and always is a baseball town. It's a sleeping giant, and I've been saying this for years, that you were so close to losing a generation of fans if they didn't turn this around quickly. Yeah. They turn it around, and you're selling out the ballpark. Yeah, now uh, let's have some return on this investment here, see what we can do to keep those people, uh, keep coming back and filling the seats. Yep. We're going to have to get some starting pitching because uh, yeah, it's great doing you know, uh, all this in the uh, regular mm -hmm. season, yep. but the playoffs, that's uh, what we're really excited that's about. That's what we want. And here's the thing. You went out and you traded for farm depth. Farm depth is beautiful p potential, but potential is what potential is. It's potential. So now you need to take some of these players and you have to go make a flip. Um, this this is a hot take from our Seattle correspondent, Jake, and I totally agree with the move, and I think you can do it, and it's not going to cost you a top 10 or 15 prospect. Mm -hmm. I And it's only going to cost you a low, couple low-end prospects and cash. I think that the Reds can go out and get Max Scherzer. That's uh, an exciting uh, theory you got there. It's spicy. Do you want to? Do you want to explain it a bit? I'll explain. Down? Okay, here's why I think it can happen. One, the Mets suck, and anything that brings Frank the Tank pain, I'm in. So awesome. He has a player option next year for 43 million. Right now, you're on the hook for around half of that. Right now, mm -hmm. he'd make he'd become your second highest paid player. Again, Hall of Famer. For sure, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And you could go out and you could trade for him. You're not getting rid of Arroyo. You're not getting rid of Marte. You're not getting rid of CES. All your big dogs are safe. They're looking to probably have some flexibility. And you have that within your farm system. You also have cash. Don't be afraid to spend it when it's time to do that. Mm -hmm. He's a 39-year-old pitcher. I get it. But he's the guy you bring in that puts you over the top, that can be a workhorse that you work into the ground until the end of the year. Next year's a player option for 43. If he does it or not, if he wants to stay here, guess what? 
he has the option to leave and then you go back out into free agency and all that that's going to cost you is money and not trade capital. Mm -hmm. And you can go out, you can sign a Stroman, you can sign an Aaron Nola and have dudes that can fill out the middle of the rotation that go along well with Lodolo and Green. Mm -hmm. And uh, think about how many, uh, how well that would do with the, the city of having Max Scherzer starting and bringing in. I mean, that would pack out a ballpark regardless of yeah. what was going on with the Reds. Yeah, you bring in a legend. Yeah, I think uh, that is a very uh, sexy trade or a very mm -hmm. uh, sexy option for them to pursue. I'm down for it. And I know uh, we talked about this at one point, the idea of possibly, and also talking about a veteran, uh, Zach Greinke. Greinke would be dope. And uh, beyond just his help with uh, you know the Reds uh, with pitching, having Zach Greinke and Joey Votto sit next to each other that would be something I would pay money just to have them mic'd up and hear the conversations or lack thereof. <laughs> they could sit together, like I'm sure, for an entire two and a half hour plus game and not say a word. Yeah. Or just have tremendous conversations. Who knows? Yeah. Or they're just sitting in the corner of the clubhouse playing chess and just awkwardly staring at each other. Also fine. Yeah, totally all right. <laughs> I'd go to watch that. I'd go to watch their chess game. <laughs> Yeah, that's just what's going to be streamed on Bally after Reds Live. Yeah. <laughs> Grinky and Votto, chess champions. Let's rook it up. <laughs> rook, rook. But yeah, man, I like that too. I mean, Grinky would be super fun. The only thing that would scare me about him is soft tossing. Mm -hmm. You soft toss a little bit of one here, it's yeah. in the river. Yeah, so this ballpark isn't really uh, built for his type of stuff. but uh, I like it. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Um, anything is better than what we, we currently have. But, of course, you know, uh, there's money to be thought of there. So well, You know what? Here's my thing. It's not my money, so we're going to spend it. Yeah, exactly. Spend it. Open up the purse strings. Who cares? Nope. Yeah. You want to you wanna keep people here? What have I said for a while? Which is it costs money to make money. Mm -hmm. you, you're in the spot. You got. They got here by not spending money and doing it the right way building. You now see the glaring problems and you plug that, that those holes with some money and surefire talent. Yeah, you don't want to have all this potential value go to waste because you didn't spend enough money to get you to that point. Yeah. You know, this is all going to come back in, in a, a lot more heavier... Uh, amounts if you can get uh, this team to be a perennial yeah. uh, playoff team. You could, if you make this, if you make a Scherzer move, you make a splash, you could sell out the ballpark on a Monday night. Mm. When was Absolutely. the last time we were able to say that? I mean, it was, it was foolish when we went on Tuesday. Yeah, and if the weather wasn't uh, what it was, it was a little overcast, a little rainy off and on. But yeah, I feel like that could have easily been close to something uh, sell out. But you know, Max Scherzer, that's a guarantee. Yeah, that's a guarantee, man. Mm -hmm. And then you get the other boys back. But yeah, in the meantime, Scherzer could be the dream option. Thanks, Jake, for the long chit-chat and pointing it out. Um, so who knows, man? There's a, there's a lot of things that you could do for a lot of different players. But that will start to really open up, I think, right around the All-Star break. Because you got till July 3rd. 30th, I believe. It's either 30th. Is there a July 31st? Is that real? I'm not really sure. I don't think that's real. I know it's the end of July. Which is another thing, man. With every team, with so many teams being in it, I think 
Uh, yeah, July 31st. With so many teams being in it, you need to move the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to, like, I heard somebody say a week. I, I can see that, but, like, if you have so many teams that are, like, a game to three and a half games apart, mm-hmm. the market is just going to be, it's the costing price is going to be so high for so few teams that know they're out of it. I don't know, man. I, th- I just think you should look into that. That's a really interesting thought. That's something I never really uh, considered too much. Uh, but yeah, I think if we're making all these rule changes, why not make a little bit of uh, a back-end financial adjustment as well? Yes. Agreed. Bullpen's tired. Yeah, pretty obviously. We saw even with Diaz. I mean, you can see his stuff just doesn't have much gas behind it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're seeing the early signs of the waning uh, ability of a bullpen that is being uh, requested to perform way too frequently. Yeah. I mean, you had over the past week, uh, Fernando Cruz, four innings. uh, Silvino Brancho, two innings. Alexis Diaz, four innings. Alex Young, two and two thirds. Uh, Randy Wynn, two and a third, who's already been assigned, who's been uh, designated for assignment. Uh, Daniel Duarte, three and two thirds. Jabot, three. Buck Farmer, three. Lucas Sims, three. Casey Ligma Nuts, an inning, came back. I mean, that's 28 and two thirds innings over six games. That's crazy. That's. Four almost entire games of work. From your bullpen. Yeah. In six games. That's not sustainable. You've got you you have two starters who go at least six. That changes everything then. Mm. That's twelve innings off of their plate. My math was way off. That wasn't four games. Twenty-eight and two thirds, so what? Uh so three, it's a little over three. Uh yeah. So what, 28 divided by 9? Yeah. Three-ish games? Yeah. yeah. I was off, folks. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't a math podcast. <laughs> exactly. It's a baseball podcast. Mm. Where we, 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 yell into, we yell into the void hoping that someone's like, you know what, they, they're, they're probably right. We said it confidently enough. No one's going to check us on that. Yeah. It was very basic math. <laughs> I could have not said anything and no one would have known. Yeah. But yeah, it's still regardless. Three games versus four games. Still way too much. That is a lot yeah. of work. I mean, they're doing more start and they're doing more work than the starters. Yeah. They're putting in more innings. It's that's not acceptable. That's beyond and it's not sustainable, which is even more no. crazy. And by the way, when you said that with so much confidence, I could hear your balls. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just coming out of my mouth there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard whoa, 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 and like I could I could I could just like feel on my earlobe a wrinkle. Yeah. One hair going in. Oh yeah. Oh nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's my confidence throat. <laughs> Gargling my confidence. Gargling my confidence. That is a great album title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or a porno, but we'll do both. Both are great. Yeah, I'm into both. Um, but yeah, man, you're right, and it's and, and so you're eventually going to need like another thing that we had talked about is bringing in a sustainable bullpen arm, a uh, real one. Uh, a lot of people, I think it was Joe Luckup, had quote tweeted Chad Cool was designated for assignment, pick him up of, off of waivers, or wait till he elects free agency and sign mm-hmm. him, so then not only cost you cash and a roster spot, be fine to just throw just throw shit at a wall, but it would also be nice to bring in someone who could be a high-end, a high end, back-end reliever like a Oraldis Chapman. So yeah, I mean, that's clearly another need, but the top need... Mm-hmm. Starting pitching. Yeah, but speaking of bringing in former Reds pitching, that would be a fun thing. He'd be a great eight-inning dude, and he put on a nice clinic when we faced him. So, 
yeah, there, there's a lot of options out there, but it's definitely going to cost the Reds. But I mean, that's that's why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly why we're mm. here. Oh man, uh, the offense. Man, there has been some highlights, and there's been a couple sneaky little lowlights that I kind of missed until I dug into the numbers. Oh, yeah? When I say dug into the numbers, I screenshot them, put them in order by average, and went, what happened? Mm-hmm. You can dig into that. Oh, that's, that's digging. Is it a deep dig? Didn't need to be. Um, <laughs> we already covered Ellie De La Cruz. Um, Matt McClain, dude. Nails. Absolutely nails. Um... The amount of times you see it, him swing up something outside the zone, although I've seen a little bit more lately, it's very rare. And at times that he is, he tends to connect. He likes that high fastball. <laughs> and he, I think he, with his last home run, he jacked one out that was probably like five inches out of the zone. Yeah. And he is doing, uh, there was a, a, a comp made between him and Vado with their first like 25, 30 games. Oh, yeah. It's almost identical. Yeah, Joel, Joel Luckup tweeted that out. Is that who it was? Yeah, it's, it's a very good comp. Uh, I need to find it, but yeah, keep going while I look for Yeah, it. but thanks to, for putting that out there. That was a nice comparison. He is doing stuff that it seems to take, you know, a, a while for, you know, those uh, tools to mature and have that plate discipline and be able to just, you know, hit to all sides. He's, he's doing great. It's He's a thrill to watch. Great, uh, great athlete, and he's a stud for the Reds. Fun fact: the that first home run, or the first that McLean, or not McLean, Oyve, uh Newman, when he jacked that one in the first. Yeah, that's a home run in twenty-eight other ballparks. Nice, only a double there. But anyway, uh, Joe Luca, awesome Red statistician. Fun comp of first thirty-seven career games: Matt McLean, three twenty-five, three eighty, five forty-one, eleven doubles, five home runs. Joey Votto. 325, 353, 530, nine doubles, five home runs. Mm -hmm. How fun! That's great. And you listen to him like uh, afterwards when he gets interviewed. Uh, he seems to be just like a baseball player. Like, yeah, I hit the ball. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We are a hardworking team. Yep, that's it. And here we go. All right, great. Can yeah. I go back in? Exactly. I don't need you to think about it a lot. Just keep doing what you're doing, dude. <laughs> yeah, just keep swinging. He just looks like a, like a strong little kid with one of them big yellow wiffle bats. Yeah, like, what's he doing that big old bat? What's he doing? Oh, he's jacking out of the park. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, man. That toddler's a beefcake. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I fucking uh, love what he's doing. Uh, absolute thrill to watch him yeah. play. A great uh, type of player for this style of play that the Reds yeah, are doing. It's just so fast. He's just got a, all. The, he's got a lot of tools. Some might say five, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just a bummer that Ellie invented tools to have. Mm -hmm. While everyone's talking about him, while Matt McLean's being like, "Hey, fucker, don't forget about me. I'm still pretty good." Yeah, I hit. How many he hit? Like uh, how many extra base hits? Four. Yeah. Extra base hits uh, the other day, which I don't think has been done uh, in the Reds organization since Chris Sabo. Yeah, was Sabo's the only other rookie to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, again, a great company to be in, and he just is such a, a great athlete to watch. And yeah, yeah, props to him. And Matt Wilkes, shout out, tweeted, Matt McClain now has 19 extra base hits this season. Uh, this is obviously before the rain delay. Uh, the only Reds hitter with more in their first 37 career games were Adam Dunn, big donkey, mm -hmm. and Aristides Aquino, who is now playing in Japan. Well, that's an odd one. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember, he went on that month tear, and then everyone found out, oh, we can pitch him low and outside. 
Yeah, uh, all of his weaknesses were discovered pretty quickly after that. But, wow. the, but what a month that was. It was so fun. I was at that three-homer game. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I was in my wow. uncle's suite, and it was just like, he was hitting danger after danger after danger, and I was chugging Woodford after Woodford after nice. Woodford. God, it was great. Um, so... For last week, Maddie, the only thing that could be a little concerning if you want to if you want to be a pessimist, he's got a 25% uh, K rate to a 4.2% walk rate for last week. But again, 333, 417, 762, that's just me being an asshole mm. and looking for something. Yeah, we, we, it takes a while to find something, but uh, that's his style of play. He doesn't like waiting around. He likes that uh, pitchers are attacking him, and he tends to like to swing uh, as soon as he sees something that he likes. Yeah, and now we're back into the third inning here in this this uh, Orioles-Reds game back at Camden. It's like the first time they played at Camden since 2014. What a great ballpark. I've only been once when I was a kid, and now I would very much like to go back as an adult. Yeah, I'd love to go there. Such a, I just remember... Uh, the Cal Ripken, like that, uh, when he beat the the record, and oh, like, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Like that's the image that I have locked in my brain. Yeah, did I tell you my Camden story? No. When I was there, it was like 2001, 2002. I don't re really remember, but um, when I was there, it was like three days after Palmero broke like his hit re the hit record. It was like a hit record or double record, a very important record. Um, and we get there, I was like, I'm so excited to see him. And then we get there, we sit down, and they announce the. I look at the lineup card, and I'm like, "There's no Palmero." And they were like, "Yeah, you didn't." These dudes turn around and pointed at you know, like an 11 year old kid, and they're like, "You didn't hear?" And I was like, "No, I don't have a phone yet. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm an. I'm a babe. I was driven here. Yeah, <laughs> this is my grandfather. He reads me the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they went, "No, uh, Palmero got got popped for PEDs." Oh damn. And there's like. His the hit number on like the side of the of the, the you know the warehouse there. And, oh yeah. man! And then it turns out it was just for like a B twelve shot. Oh buddy! Which is like, come on! Did that ruin uh, that experience as a kid? No, it made it extremely memorable. You yeah. know? Oh, Fernando Cruz is in. All right. Well, just double him up. Oh no! Okay, let's hopefully he's there. Don't trip over Kevin Newman. We wouldn't want him to be hurt at all. Yeah, that would require us to bring up uh, another player. And it would be weird if we did that. Um, Joey Votto, his first week back, 278, 435, 778 with a 210 weighted runs created. Plus three home runs, seven ribbies with a 13% walk rate to a 26.1K rate, which, you know, we all know the K rate's going to go up when he's hunting for homers. But three home runs in a week, pretty good. Yeah, and he's been clutch about him. So Very yeah, clutch. he's going. He's hunting at the right times. Yeah, he's hunting, and he he's playing like he wants to be here next year. Yeah, he is. He's playing enthused. He's like, no, uh, I, I'm a leader on this team as well. So and it's like this like this multifaceted role of leaders on the team, and Vado's definitely one of them. Yeah. They let India, like, sail the ship for a while. They let him be the captain, and then, like, slowly other people were like, hey, man, good job, but... You gotta grab an oar. Yeah. <laughs> we all get a little piece of the wheel. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but Joey, like, I mean, $25 million is a lot unless his production is similar to what it was in 21, and the, the numbers work out to where his value is $25 million. Yeah, uh 
Take that. Uh, if you were to pay him that amount of money and you knew that that would translate to X amount of playoff games within Great American Ballpark, mm-hmm. what does that ultimately, uh, you know, how does that equate to being positive, negative from the person that's, uh, you know, yeah. paying? So I need to figure it out. There is a metric. I'll have to find it and track it down. I've, I don't remember. It's like one war is worth something millions amount of dollars okay. per year. And supposedly we've already outpaid his contract after the 2018 season. Really? Yes. So I'll have to find that and dig it up. But um, he's been on fire. And what is interesting is how bad of a week Jonathan India had. Yeah, he seems to not be seeing it too well. He's in a bit of a a funk, a little bit of a spiral here. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he can find it. But hopefully he can find it out of the three-hole. I don't know why he's still there. Yeah, I don't know either. And since we've brought up the three-hole and I was like, oh, yeah, he looks good there. Uh, last week, 143, 250, 143 slugging with a 12 weighted runs created plus. He's got three hits and 24 plate appearances with three runs, one RBI. I say you put Votto there. I don't have a good argument against that. You know, and to talk about India a little bit more, there was a, a good window where he was a good three hole hitter, but. Uh, yeah, at this point, if we're just looking at uh, current production, mm-hmm. I mean, Votto, being a left-handed bat that's doing what he is right now, seems to make a strong argument to be at least higher up than sixth. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with him going in sixth like when he first got brought up. I think that was smart, and I think some other players initially when they got brought up should have, shouldn't have been in some of the places that they were, but... That aside, I, I really think uh, India needs to be back in the lineup and Vado needs to be moved up, probably to that three-hole. Yeah. Or, or we can do this what we're talking about. Actually, this is better. Put India back in the spot where he's hitting his best at and most comfortable at, which is in the one-hole. I think that would be the best decision to, one, not ruin his confidence and say, hey, put you back in the spot that you know, you're doing you know, the most beneficial, uh, doing the most for us here. Sorry, just letting up some runs. No, you're good. Oh my God, what an awful throw by India. He should have ate that because that allowed a, that allowed two runs instead of one, dude. So, oh my God. Yeah, as come we speak on. and talk about India, he made a. a da- nah. He was oh, trying. He air mailed it. There was no reason to throw that. No, and Ellie, good that play. Ball, that, I, that one came up and ate him up a little bit. He's he, like got the in between hop. He's like, I can charge it or sit back. And he's got the arm speed to be able to react and throw that quickly and get it over. But India's position at second was not good. Again, yeah. a guy who defensively isn't a good second baseman when people think he is defensively a good second baseman. That right there continues to prove the metrics correctly. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he. He's not a, a great fielder, especially when you look at the, all the other options that the Reds have just defensively. I can see him slipping into a DH spot more than what you know we've seen uh, because that just created some runs yep. right there. You, I liked what you said with moving India in the leadoff, but also think about this. You can have – you can go Friel lefty, McLean righty, mm-hmm. Votto lefty, Ellie switch. So mm-hmm. then say you have a rough start, one, two, three – it's over. And then you start that next inning with Ellie leading off. That's great. That's nuts. And then you put Steer in the five. 
Yeah. Steer, you got Rake Fraley there. Rake uh, in the six? Mm hmm. You can have a Senzel potentially, depending on uh, lefty versus righty throwing. Yeah. Uh, you got some other options. Uh, and if you did want to have uh, TJ Friel in the one hole, you can have him there. Or we talked about this before, you can throw him down you know, at the bottom of the lineup and flip it over. Yeah. That'd be great to have, you know, lefty of TJ Friel, you know, in the nine hole. And then you got Jonathan India, you know, batting from the right yeah. side of the plate. Yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of different ways to, to piece it together here, but currently I, I don't see any reason why we need Jonathan India in the three hole no. at this point. No. No, I agree. Uh, Rake had a good week 300, 364, 800 uh, slugging, pretty rad. Uh, three homers, dude. I mean, and dude, like he's back. He's strong. He had a good week. Tyler Stevenson is looking more like himself. Last week, two sixty-seven, three thirteen, but then two sixty-seven slugging. He didn't have any homers. He's just, you know, it's just very odd to have him in the DH spot and he's not slugging. I don't know, but that's that's just how this roster is constructed. When you have three catchers, yeah. Uh, I do think we're putting a lot of uh, perceived value into some of these players that have been here, you know, just like a year or two more than some of these younger guys. That being with Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India, I think we got, you know, a bit of some rose colored glasses on when it comes to Jonathan India's producti productivity from, you know, the three hole defensively. And honestly, same with Tyler Stevenson. Yeah. I mean, defensively, it's not been... I mean, I love Tyler, and I love what the yeah. Reds catching department does. You can see how it works with Luke and Kurt, and Tyler has gotten better, but it's it's you can't continue to sacrifice having a guy who's a catcher who hits like an above-average catcher, but then if he were to play in the field, he would be average to below average, be in that DH spot. Mm. It, it, you need to plug that... So that you can have a guy who is designated to hit, not a guy who we think can hit and turn it around. Mm -hmm. Something that's a guaranteed thing. So yeah. what the spot's there for. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot better bats within the Reds organization that could fulfill a DH role. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. oh. mm -hmm. uh, Jake Wong made his, has made his major league debut. Eduardo Salazar's backup. Levi Stout optioned back to AAA. Randy Wynn, sorry, bud, you've been designated for assignment. Mm -hmm. Ben Lively's on the 15-day IL with old peck soreness. Wasn't able to start Sunday. Uh, Ashcraft is back. Businitz is back to AAA. Derek Law pitched in Dayton on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's another good bullpen arm that you can get back, and then you can send down again one of these guys you are exhausting in the Major League pen back to AAA. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, stuff percolating with uh, injuries, uh, especially with pitching here. Yeah. So. And dear mother of God, Hunter Green is getting a second opinion on his hip, and Trent reported this on Saturday. They are saying potentially August for Hunter Green. 
More bad news uh, for an already hurting uh, part of the Reds uh, with starting pitching. That's been the theme seemingly of this episode, but uh, it's the glaring issue and it just got worse. With uh, one of the more reliable, obviously, starting pitchers that the Reds have is now not expected to be back for a handful of weeks. Dude, he's your future. Yeah. He's the future. You signed him for a long-term deal. You bought out Arb. You bought out a few free agent years. I get you want to protect him and you want to make sure that he's 100% right. I get that you're building the staff around him, but he's not here right now, so it's time to get it together, make a move, get on it early so you can set the market. Set the market, not follow the market. Yeah. Be proactive. Don't let things happen around you, and then you have to react. Uh, this is a really critical time. Uh, I mean, the pot is boiling here for action to be uh, to be taken here. Yeah. And look, I get it. Here's the other thing, too. Connor Phillips just got called up to AAA. Guy's been pitching out of his gourd. Say he has three good starts down in AAA. Okay, uh, four good starts, okay? He doesn't hit a road bump, and he's just flying through. He's a guy. Mm -hmm. That's like making a trade. But, again, a non-proven commodity. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. Hopefully they can uh, do something beyond a Band-Aid yeah. for this. Dude, you can, you can only cover up a, a, a deep wound with a Band-Aid for so long before it comes infected and ruins other parts of your body. Correct. You want to be gangrenous and ruin the value that you have in these other places. This isn't like uh, teams in years past where it's just like, okay, let's go through the motions to not get you know trounced when we play teams. Let's not... Uh, Let's not do those things that got us in those abysmal years. We have to be spending money to get the players that you know can get us to the eventual goal of going deep in a playoff run. Yeah, I mean, it's also, you have capital, mm -hmm. use it. Not just money, I mean, prospect-wise, too. I understand that you don't want to sell the farm and you want to be able to be consistent. I totally understand, and I'm with I'm with it on that. It also has to be the right deal that's not going to cost you too much. But how often are the Cardinals going to be this bad? Yeah, there, there's not a, a lot of competition uh, within the division this year. So, yeah. yeah, you might be looking at uh, how are we doing within our, you know, world here than the Reds, you know, franchise. But uh, looking at... Like the Cardinals, the other teams, yeah. there's a there's a down year happening within the division, so we have a legitimate chance to win it. Yeah, Cubs just went what eight and three or nine and three in their last stretch. Like everybody would be talking about how the Cubs are coming back if it weren't for the Reds going on the tear that they did and the Giants going on the tear that they did. So, and the Cubs are saying that they're actively out there saying they're buyers, even mm -hmm. though they've got a lot of dudes on one year deals that they could flip. Um, that's. That's a little scary too. I mean, they're a team that is has a die-hard fan base that's willing that the ownership is sometimes willing to spend, and has a little bit of farm capital to yeah. be able to move to to try and push. So, do you want to do you want to test that? And then Milwaukee is always going to be Milwaukee. Are they going to move Corbin Burns in the middle of the year? Who knows what they're going to do? I mean, they traded Josh Hader last year when they were in the lead of the when they were winning the division because mm -hmm. they're thinking like two three years ahead instead of right now so who knows you're in such a good spot you know what your problems are i think they're going to go make those moves also Novi marte up in triple a
Yeah. So there's a guy that's a part of the future. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be playing the Futures game. Yeah, he's in the Futures game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Hit. So that's good. That's good. That's good, you know? Mm-hmm. Schedule coming up. Three at Baltimore. And then three at home against the Padres over the Taylor Swift weekend. God, dude, I had somebody text me like, oh, do you want to work merch for Taylor Swift? And I was like, I'd rather sharpen a dildo and insert it into the base of my skull. Yeah, and that isn't as fun as what it sounds. (laughs) It's not. It would be devastating. Uh, There we go. All right, at least he's safe. Um, So, uh, and then a road trip. You go, you're at D.C. for four. How fun. They're playing uh, the 4th of July game in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really fun. So, yeah, four in D.C. And then a big test, division-wise, three at Milwaukee as we roll into the All-Star break. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, games here to really gain some ground. So uh, this is going to be interesting the next few weeks here to see how uh, the team kind of reshapes a little bit. Who knows? Who fucking knows, man? Mm-hmm. Let's uh, round third and head for home, shall we? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I will be at Go Bananas on the 28th. Uh, that's Wednesday. I'll be doing a show at Pensive Distilling with yeah, you. It's you and me, buddy. Yeah. yeah. It's on uh, this Saturday. Come on out. I believe it's in Bellevue, Kentucky or Newport? Newport. Newport, Kentucky. Uh, so come on out. You guys, we'll talk some baseball if you'd like. And, yeah. And, and uh, I got, uh, oh, I'll be at Go Bananas again, uh, 6th through the 9th. Featuring for Ryan Singer, uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, dude, super, super funny, brilliant. Come out and watch that. Uh, Billy, what do you got? Uh, the show with you. Tight. That's it. Awesome. That'd be, I think that's it so far. Right, you got cool. it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. so fun. So uh, thank you to Sports Drink. Thank you to uh, In The Clutch. Get this sweet shirt on there. Huh? Look at that. Y'all playing checkers while Joey Votto and Zach Greinke are playing chess. <laughs> you should get that. Uh, nasty boys, all caps, 10% off. Uh, so, yeah, and thank you for watching, listening, however you digest this beautiful, 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 I said ju- beautiful baseball content. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, and as always, go Red Lights. Go Red Lights. <laughs>